0: Oh, mm-hmm. oh, Hallelujah. We want to continue with the teachings. Uh, at this point, um, there's, as you continue with the message uh, in the book of Judges, chapter 11, um, I will not preach on the subject. I'll just teach you. Hopefully one day I shall preach on this, and I pray that the God of Agape will help you to, to understand what's in there. Um, as you get the message, but before I go into that, I just want you to take down or to take note of these things that I want you to understand. Hallelujah. Um, we are in this season that God has given to us, where we have people, the children of God, my children who are still scattered out there who did not understand what God is doing, who were moved by the world rather than by the word. It happens a lot that people, when things happen, they are moved by the world rather than by the word. And they respond to the response of the world instead of the word of God. And you, as you realize that with the benefit of hindsight, you feel for your brothers and your sisters who kicked out the, the, the altar as a rent <clears throat> and so the lord showed me as i was praying i was in out of the country Um, i wanted to take this note as you are going to be praying Um, god showed me a chameleon there's a spirit of the chameleon that's working against the church particularly with respect to those people who are in the valley of decision The spirit of the chameleon is working against the church, particularly with respect to those people who are in the valley of Jehoshaphat, the valley of decision. There are too many chameleon characters in the valley of decision, too many chameleon characters. Many of them are so affected to the extent that God was showing me in uh, in the African
1: context.
0: It's like everything is. They know where they are supposed to go, they know what they are supposed to do, but they just don't do what they are supposed to do. They They just don't get to the point of acting. Something keeps on. Going, making them to go around in circles. Every Sunday they are in, God shows me they are putting their heads down, they are crying, they are saying, I think next week I will go. And then something causes them to not go. There are some people maybe you talk to, you can see, the, you know what the, the chameleon does? The chameleon. It makes a move, it doesn't. It makes a move, it doesn't. It's about to go, it's not going. Then when it eventually steps on something, this one, this other leg now, begins to think it is going, it's not going. It is going, it's not going. So the Lord showed me that it's happening to a lot of children. They want, they know that they want to be with their father. They want to come and be with their father. But one day they are like, today I'm going to go, today I'm going to go. Sometimes when some of you will talk to them, you're like, I think next week he will be with us. I think next week she will come. The next thing, that spirit of the chameleon. Spirit of the chameleon. So as you pray, pray that the God of Agapo crush that spirit. That spirit of the chameleon is also used by witchcraft. Mm -hmm. It's another area where the enemy the people who are in the area of witchcraft, they play with that spirit. They use it a lot. So it's causing indecision among the children of God. It's causing hesitancy among them. It's no longer fear that they have. Some of them have gone over fear, but they don't realize that it's this spirit which is affecting them. So please pray for them. People know where they should go. They know where they should be. But when it comes to going there, they are stuck in a rut. They keep procrastinating. They keep procrastinating. I will go, I shall, I shall. And those who know If you say 3, 3, 3, 4, So a lot is happening. They are together. They are being affected by this spirit of the chameleon. May God help them to get out of that spirit. May God deliver them out of that spirit so that they can go where they belong. They can be here with you as your brothers and your sisters. Hallelujah. Another point I want you to take note. I'm I'm already moved away from the of the Cameroon. I couldn't be there for long. Um, As I was praying, the Lord was showing me a lot of my children and a lot of Christians who were praying to God, crying to God, saying, I want a problem. I don't want... How many of you don't want problems? (laughs) (laughs) No one wants problems. Everyone. You know and you that's why some people are looking for a church where there's no problem <laughs> <laughs> then I tell you that if you found a church where there's no problem you found a church of Saturn because that is uh, supported by Saturn Saturn is the is the what do you call it those who are doing fine fundraising there's a ministry called uh, There's a ministry where we are looking for God to support us. Partners. If you find a church where there are no problems, Satan is the partner of that ministry. He's supporting it. (laughs) Hallelujah. God told me this. He says, if you want a problem-free life, where the devil gives you no problems, hello, then, you want to be better or bigger than God. I'll say it again. If you want a problem-free life where the devil gives you no problems, then you are. You want to be better or bigger than God. Why? Because the devil also gives God lots of problems. The devil is God's biggest headache, and you he want a headache free life. Hallelujah! So, if you want to be uh, to have a life where you have no problems, the Lord is saying, "Was telling me that you are then asking to have a life which is bigger than God or better than God." If you want a life, if you ever pray like that, and people think it's right, they want to have a life, a problem, problem-free life. No child of God can have a problem-free life. Because problems are part of your progress. Without problems, problems you will not grow. Problems make you stronger problems make you thicker. You develop a thick skin. And those who know, they say, never trust a person who has never failed. Never trust a person who has never gone through failure. The only person you can stand with is someone who has fallen a few times and risen again. Because that is the practical lesson of life. So the point here is, If you want a problem-free life where the devil gives you no problems, then you want to be better or bigger than God. Why? Because the devil also gives God lots of problems. You have sleepless nights, right? And you want to have sleepless nights. You are blessed. You are blessed because you have sleepless nights. You. You, you you sleep you you sleep like a baby,
1: but some of you are pro- a problem of sleepless nights. You struggle,
0: but you can say, "I have a sleep, I have a sleepless nights." I want to say to you, God, "Was telling me that you are blessed, even if you have sleepless nights, because at least you sleep sometimes." Hello. You may say I have sleepless nights, but it's not true that the whole night you don't sleep at all. So you have some point of sleeping. So because of the devil, God does not have the luxury of sleeping.
1: Because of his love for you, Fighting
0: for you every second. Protecting you every second from the wiles of
1: witchcraft and the devil. God neither sleeps nor slumbers. He cannot even afford to sleep for a few seconds. But you sleep a few seconds and you complain. The reason why he neither sleeps nor slumbers
0: is because of his care and love for you. That while the enemy works with the power of darkness, the God of Israel who loves you while you are sleeping, he is
1: watching over you. But he wants to sleep and you don't want
0: any problems. You want a trouble-free life.
1: You don't want any issues. You want Satan to leave you alone. But the Bible says, resist the devil, and he will flee. Resist him, and he will flee. But since the devil
0: suffers from dementia, after fleeing, he comes back to try again. (coughs) He's got dementia, that guy. He's demented. He forgets it very quickly. That he was running away from me a minute ago. (laughs) Then he turns around, comes back, and starts fighting again. (laughs) Somebody say he is demented. (laughs) You have to keep on resisting, keep on
1: pushing the devil back. Welcome to heaven's fight club. You cannot want a trouble, problem-free life if you are a child of God. What you should have, what God guarantees you, is his peace?
0: <laughs> peace, even in the middle of a storm. Peace that passes all understanding. But peace
1: is not the same as the absence of trouble. Peace is not the absence of problems. But even in the midst of
0: problems, when you are a child of God, God will give you His peace. While everything around you is
1: crumbling, He'll give you peace. Somebody say, "I receive peace." That's why when you look
0: at the blessing that God gives through His servants in in,
1: in Numbers chapter six. The last blessing that he gives his children is peace. And
0: like I said, please don't confuse the issues in your life with the lack of peace. You can still have issues, you can still have problems, but in the midst of it all, God will give you his peace. Somebody say, I receive peace. Peace is one of the most precious commodities that you cannot buy, you cannot find from the university. There is no university that offers degrees in peace. It's only God who can give you peace. That's why Christ Yeshua HaMashiach himself, our Lord and our Savior, is also called the Prince of Peace. In John 14, he made the promise, he says, My peace I give unto you. He went on to say, Not as the world gives, do I give. Let not your heart be troubled.
1: Glory be to Yeshua Mashiach. So I have to give you that one. The other point I want to share with you
0: is this. There is no problem under God that does not have an answer or a solution in God. Did you hear what I said? There is no problem under God that does not have an answer or a solution in God. That means no matter what you go through, as long as you are a child of God, there is
1: no problem that you face. That does not have a solution in him. That's why it's consistent with what I've taught you before already, that there
0: is nothing that surprises God. Remember that. Always remember this. Whenever things happen, the world will get shocked. People will get surprised. You hear them say, I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. I was surprised. Why? Because we are people. You are people. But God will never, ever be surprised by anything. If you are a child of God, the moment something has happened already, the only thing that you should do is accept and move on with your God. If it's something that the man of God has done, when you see Abraham holding a knife, as long as it's in his hands,
1: trust that God will do something with that knife, not harm you. Just like his son Isaac did. Hallelujah. No matter where you are at, God has a way out for you. No matter where you are at, God always has a way out for you.
0: All he wants is for you to continue worshiping him and praying to him and him alone. Besides him, there is no other God. If the children of God can understand this, that at the end of the day, all that God wants is for his children to worship him and him alone. If you do that, you are his child. And no matter what you go through, there's no problem that you can go through under God. That does not have a solution in God.
1: Mark that point. Hallelujah.
0: People can crack up their heads. People can give you their opinions. People can give you their advice, but they are not God. For many people have lost their way because they listen to the advice of people instead of asking God. It's funny how people like to pray when things are fine. But when something goes wrong, they listen to the world and not to
1: God. And you use the word wrong in your own definition of wrong. Hallelujah.
0: If we go back to the message, as I said, I don't have the time to preach on the message of Judges chapter 11. But I pray that you go through that chapter more on your own as you understand. Let the God of Agape help you to unveil and to understand the deep spiritual meanings, the deep spiritual issues that are buried in that chapter. To the very end, where there's another issue of the power of the
1: spoken word, the power of the tongue.
0: But in that chapter, Judges chapter 11, we see, and I want you to understand as you go home, that as scripture says, as God himself says in his word in Isaiah chapter 55, when the Bible says his ways are not your ways, you need to understand, I want you to take some homework and go and find out what it means for God's ways. What does his ways mean? If I had the time, I was going to give that teaching to the church. Maybe God will give me the grace one day, to give, because he has given me the teaching. I've got so many things that God speaks to me. You know, I, my problem is that every day, every day, every minute, every second, and I want to be honest with you. But sometimes, because I'm human, I've always told you that I'm human. It's funny how people don't listen when I say that. I'm human, very much so. And sometimes I think something, or I do something wrong, and when I'm thinking, ah, what I've done here, I don't think God will even talk to me. Then I suddenly hear him turn to but God, you can he talk to me after I've just done that? That's me thinking, because I'm still having a stereotype of the kind of person that God speaks to. It's still also in my head. Stereotyping, teaching that I'm teaching. Um, there's nothing that I teach you that I've been taught before. I want you to know, like I've said so many times, that agape is as new to me as it is to you. I was not born in agape. It was given to me, the vision. So, I know that God loves me unconditionally because to this day, I cannot think of any day where I did not hear his voice. I give him praise.
1: There
0: are certain things I, I shy away from talking about.
1: We are here today.
0: I don't know if I can say this, but when you went through what you went through, and you shall always go through things as long as I was children. There was a time, even myself, humanly speaking, I was saying, I shouldn't be doing this. But even before I got the vision, you know that for me to end up in Abba what was I doing? I was running away from the call. I was telling God that you have picked the wrong guy. So even when all this, all this kind of, I, I, I personally went to God and said, please leave me alone. I'm not worthy to be called your servant. I'm not going to do this anymore. I just want to go. Just leave me alone. Because you would keep on talking. And then I said, no, I'm such a bad person. What? What I was condemning myself. Do you know what God said? I don't know if I can tell this, but as I was going through all that, saying all things, he said to me very clearly, What you are telling me is what people have told you. You have been judged by sinners. I have not judged you.
1: You have been judged by sinners. I have not judged you. And those
0: who have judged you shall face my judgment for judging you when they are not even qualified to judge you. He repeated, you have been judged by sinners. I have not judged you. So I say the same thing to you, that no matter what you go through, as long as you are a child of God, are you hearing me? People are people, they will always comment about whatever happens around you. And people are suffering in pain and torment and trample because of the comments and the judgment of sinners. Are you hearing me? The people that are talking about you, blaming you for this, that, and the other thing, to the extent that you almost go mental. Yet you are being judged by sinners. People who are as bad, if not worse, than you before God are busy talking about you as if you are the worst person in the whole world. And you believe it. Write it down. The Lord is saying, You have been
1: judged by sinners, not by me. I didn't know I was going to release this. That's what God
0: wants. I never plan what to say. Whenever mankind judges you, whenever they say what they say, whenever they think what they think, because according to Judges chapter eleven, Jephthah could not have been a judge for Israel. Because if you go on to chapter twelve, you see Jephthah has become judge. There was a time when God allowed this, the nation of Israel to be ruled by prophets. There was a time when He allowed the nation of Israel to be ruled by judges then he
1: moved from being ruled by judges to be ruled by kings and people made their comments on jephthah as a son of a prostitute
0: those were their comments those were their views that's how they judged him yet the whole chapter is a story of the baby mama the baby daddy
1: The boy, the son, and the God who loved them. I'll say it again. That chapter is a chapter of the true, unconditional
0: agape love of God. For God to show you that what you think is very different from what he thinks. And he's teaching us as a government that never ever in your life should you ever make judgment about a soul, a human being, because you're not qualified to judge. As long as someone is born, and like I said before, there are so many ladies, so many people who raised children on their own as baby mamas,
1: and the world has condemned them and looked them at in some funny way. It's a story about a baby mama whose
0: name are not told. A baby daddy because Jephthah to the mother, the father was a baby
1: daddy. Hello? That's the language of the modern day. Am I right? Gilead was baby daddy to the mother. When she was talking
0: to his friends, to her friends, as a prostitute or whatever she was, she was talking about, ah, my
1: son needs to go and see his baby dead. Hallelujah. And maybe clear, if
0: he was born in this day, if he was living in this day, he would be talking of his wife and
1: his baby mama. Is the story. Of the baby daddy, the baby mama, the baby boy,
0: and the God who loved them. Chapter 11 is a story of the baby
1: daddy, and the baby mama, and the baby boy, and the God who agape them. So I say to all the ladies who have been blessed by God to have children
0: and the world has looked down upon them for breeding or raising
1: children without the fathers is the world would say. Hey, that, Baba. There are many ladies who are in that situation.
0: May God bless you that you never listen to the condemnation of the world. Because you don't know that you are raising the next judge or king of Israel. Yet people are condemning you as a prostitute or whatever. The moment someone has got children and they're called baby mamas, the society begins to condemn them in some strange way. And yet there are many ladies who God has raised. God has blessed them to be the mothers to that child. And you don't know who that child is in the eyes of God. Who are you to comment? Please, may the church of God, Agape, hear this. That from today, according to the scripture here. Go and read it again. Never, ever comment or say anything negative. About anyone who is born, no matter what their circumstances of birth are, you are not God. God loves that child. God loves that person. And the blessing of God lies upon that person. That person is a soul that God loves. And as long as that child, that person has given their life to the Lord, they are, the world is large. The the blessing of God are as much accruing to them as they are to the so-called
1: legitimate child. Legitimate in whose eyes? Illegitimate in whose eyes? Your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not
0: my thoughts. If you extend this, my God, let me continue. I want you to say a little bit about the will of God. What you see in this chapter shows you a teaching that I'll
1: give you. Just a brief of it. Then I'll give you in detail in the future. Let me talk about the will of God. The will of God has got so many aspects
0: to it. But I'm just going to share with you two or three today which are connected to this story. There is what I call the covenant or covenantal will of God. Hallelujah. That covenantal will of God is as stated in his word.
1: Including all his promises. The covenant will. That's why the Bible says his promises are yes and amen. Hallelujah. I'll give you more details on that.
0: Then there's another element of the will of God, which is called, which is similar to this,
1: but it's it's called the submissive will of God. Similar to government, but in a less formal way, more general,
0: even in the case of elected leaders. The moment a nation appoints or elects a government, you may not like it, they may not be the one you voted for, but uh, you need to submit to the government. When you travel abroad, you've got a new prime minister Whether you voted for him or not, or for her or not, you cannot go say, they are prime minister in the UK. It's your prime minister. You have to submit. It's his submissive will. In the same way, when you marry, when you get married, the husband and the wife,
1: the Bible says, husbands, love your wives. That's covenant will. Wives submit the submissive will of God. Hallelujah. Then there is what is called the permissive will of God. This is where a lot of human beings fail. Hallelujah. Permissive will of God simply means what God has whether you like it or not. Especially in the relation to what has already
0: happened. If it happened, it has already happened. God has already allowed it. Whether it makes sense to you or it doesn't make sense to you is neither here nor there. It's called the permissive will
1: of God. It's here in this story. The man of God, the Gileadite, the Gilead himself, the big man of God, he left his wife in the house and went and had a baby. The prostitute. What's your comment? The only thing you can
0: do if you are a child of God is to shut up. And God will bless you. Don't make no comment. Don't say this, why that? Hey, why you will put in trouble. Because the moment that child is born, it's according to his permissive will. Whether it makes sense to you or not, it doesn't matter. God is seeing the soul that's born. A new Jephthah. Where is Jephthah in the house? It's another message that I preach one day. Where is Jephthah? Where are you, Jephthah?
1: His permissive will. What
0: has already happened and cannot be reversed or changed by man consists or constitutes his permissive will. Supported by scripture, supported in scripture, it is what your father has received and is called biblical precedent. Write it down permissive will of God is what has already happened, cannot be reversed or changed by men and is supported in scripture and is called biblical precedent. The moment you see something that has happened, ask yourself, even if there is no verse that you may use to support it, has anything of that nature happened in scripture That God, I'm coming to that in a minute. There are certain things that happened in scripture by biblical precedent which should be guiding us. But according to your own understanding, where we come back to the issue
1: of stereotypes, your background, the way you were raised as a Christian. Our Christian backgrounds are very
0: different and very difficult to deal with in the church. Because even right now as I sit here, as, we, as I stand here, you sit here. We are in a gather together, but your backgrounds are very different. The reason why you keep judging each other is because of your background.
1: backgrounds are different. But anytime something has
0: happened, check, ask yourself, has this ever happened in Scripture? Read the Bible. Find out did it seem like this ever. If you find that it has happened, check what God's response was in that situation. Are you with me? So you then find, for your notes, find this. There are two things you find. There are certain things that happened that God condoned. In other words, those things that happened, God did not condemn them. Because what God condoned, He did not condemn. Then who are you to
1: condemn? what God condoned.
0: Anything that happened in scripture, even if it flies against your background teaching, even if it flies against your culture, it consists of
1: his permissive will. There is no point in challenging it or being in denial. Only it
0: requires men's acceptance. Write the word acceptance. That's the best way to deal with it. Once it has happened, it has happened. God has allowed it to happen. The only thing that is deal with the consequences and manage the consequences without judging. Let God give you the serenity to accept what you cannot change. That's where the serenity prayer came in. Let me say it again. Let God give you the serenity to accept what you cannot change. That is the permissive will of God. It's not about what you think about it. It's not about your comments, what the world is saying. What people are saying. If we were to continue with this talk, you give a lot of examples now in scripture. If I have the time, I'll talk about biblical precedent, and you'll see what I mean. Consistent judges,
1: chapter eleven. Humanly speaking, look at it this way. Humanly speaking, the one who took over from King David. Hello. If you were God yourself. Because King David
0: King David was already married Hello? Before his relationship with Bathsheba. He already had more than one wife. He didn't have one. He had more than one. And God blessed it. God did not condemn it. He condoned it.
1: So who am I to condemn what God has condoned. You. When you're in Malawi, hello,
0: I faced this situation. I arrived in the church in Malawi. There is a satellite which is growing fast outside of the Mosul. But what God did was he had the chief of the area was the first person to be agape. And when he got a carpet, he loved the vision so much. He loved God so much. He ran with the vision and told the whole village to come to church. And the whole village is coming to church. And everyone is praising God. And he gave a piece of land to the church. And where the church is having in service, it is a little home. It's at his house. But according to the world, I put a back there because it's the world.
1: The guy has got more than one wife. And the churches around him could not take him because
0: he's got more than one wife. They are denying a soul from coming to church. Because in their mind, the traditional churches cannot accept a person with the two wives or three wives. Then I'm thinking, and I come to that situation, the Lord said to me. So God is so good. He had my son went on. Deal with that situation before I arrived. <laughs> and he was like, I don't know what to do, I don't know whether I'm doing the
1: right thing here, but I just do it anyway. And when my father comes, I'll ask him <laughs> if I did the right thing. <laughs> because the churches would not accept this man and his wives and his children. They would not let him be in their church. And I asked, him, I said, Did God not say Abraham is your father? He did, right? How I many wives did he have? Hello? Hey, I'm, I'm, Abraham's blessings are mine. Abraham's blessings are mine. Okay. God condoned. He didn't condemn. He condoned the situation. Go through all the gamut of scripture. You find many of the servants of God. Not just attachments and stewards. Servants of God who had more than one. wife. What are you going to do with that? Mm. And I'm saying, by the time David had the Bathsheba, He already had, how many wives? How many of you have been touching his life?
0: He already had more than five wives. And they're all blessed
1: by God to be in that marriage. Hello? Because God never condemned him.
0: The only thing that God condemned, actually, is not even his relationship with Bathsheba.
1: The only thing that God condemned is when when he killed someone. When he shed blood. That was only his
0: problem. Now, I want you to go home. What I'm saying is, this permissive will of God has got the church all wrong. The churches, they don't want to talk about these things. They hide from it. Yet the world is dying. They are, what God showed me is shocking. Because they not told me that the preachers are busy recruiting to the devil. And stopping people from coming to church.
1: Because of their stereotypical thinking. So look at this man. He had more than
0: one wife. He's the chief of the area. He had so many children. And all of them, all a bunch of
1: souls, were being stopped from coming to church. Including his children. But when Agape came...
0: No one knows what brought them to Agape. He just came to Agape and he became part. And he became so excited. He just felt free in Agape to worship God. He says, I have a chance to worship God. I love God. This man loves God like crazy. Then he tells me that there was another church he went to briefly. They accepted him gradually, slowly. But they said, we can going to only accept you and your first wife. <laughs> Your second wife and third wife, another, they are dirty. Stereotypical thinking. But Benton, out of the agape love, he searched the scripture, he he searched the word, he searched the vision and says, as far as I know, this is a vision of God's love. God must love this man. And so he made him the coordinator of the satellite.
1: so, he was still
0: worried that he thought because the world was still condemning him for doing that. He just said, I will
1: wait for my father. If he tells me I've done wrong, then I will repent.
0: Then when I arrived, I ordained the martyrs. The man is in sixes and sevens. Because says the other church that accepted would only accept me and the first wife and not the others. So i like, what kind of soul winning is that? Who are we to judge that situation? Hello? Permissive will of God. We see it in this chapter. May God be with you as you go home tonight. Is a message for the family. God wants the family to be larger than it is now. But we are the people who are blocking the people from coming to church because of our stereotypical thinking. I say to you in conclusion for today if you were God yourself, never mind David's issues,
1: he had to have a successor. Hello. Would you have picked Solomon?
0: Yet David already had children from the former marriages who were even older than Solomon. <laughs> I mean, everyone just like You feel like pins going through your body when it's said in John. If you
1: were God,
0: would you have picked Solomon to be the
1: successor king after David? Because the society will be telling you Look what happened. Look. Look.
0: After all, David already had other sons from his weddings. The other women, they had weddings. Okay. <laughs> this one did have a wedding. Hello. This one came in the marriage in the wrong way, according to you. According to you. But all that story that happened, it lies within his permissive when he allowed it to happen. Do you think he was surprised? Do you think God was surprised? Nothing surprises God. Please stand with me. <laughs> Just begin to pray as we go home tonight. That God of Agape, God of Israel, he wants the family of God to become larger than you think. The reason why the church is smaller today is because of the judgments of people on other people. Because the church says, because you don't have, you don't come from a home where you have got a mother and a father, therefore you cannot be an attaché, you cannot be a steward, you cannot be this. In some churches, they are not even allowed to have communion.
1: Imagine. Hello? Human beings are making such judgments ai, ai. on the
0: people of God. Souls, people are being stopped from having communion. It's
1: the rule in our church. What's the rule? Who
0: gave you that permission to stop someone from taking communion? A soul that was born, that God allowed to be born. And all your issues, that woman was not married. Therefore, the child that she brought birth to is illegal, is whatever, whatever. And I'll tell you, that child is Jephthah. What are you going to do? Please just cry with me on behalf of the church. Just pray right now. Because the church is responsible for populating hell. Because of our please just pray with me. Just pray. Pray. I think you get the word. Just pray that let the God of Agape intervene. May God help you even in your own thinking yourself. That from today he will never make judgment about a human being who was born under the earth. Because the moment that child is born, he's in the permissive will of God. She is in the permissive will of God. God has allowed that to happen.
1: Okay? Just pray that this is family conference.
0: God wants the church to be full of families. Whether there is a father in the house, whether the man has gone away, it doesn't matter. It's neither here nor there. Agape will welcome them all. Hallelujah. Because God loves them all in his unconditional love. If you are raising children yourself and society has condemned you. You know this. There are people you know who are raising children on their own and society is condemning them. And they can't even, even them, they, they don't feel like they can go to church because they believe that the church will not accept them. <laughs> mle nga bakatsiena makashibede go kona kana help us lord help us O Father. ye yeah, ma the dikale har netsonno mongoridene my ka ye shenda dikale haripolono ntsoena o shikabena tikuneta makale rena re bakahanna fare bendes ka shenda ma le hopere kolera makarito you say, you know, There is therefore no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. How oh, I pray that you forgive your people for judging others. Because you don't judge. People are being judged by sinners and they are losing their mind. They are going crazy. Some of them. Some of them have lost their way. Some of them have lost their faith because of being judged by other sinners. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy upon those who judge others into oblivion. Lord, have mercy upon those who have condemned others out of the church.
1: My God, my God. Agape